Hi everyone, it's Mark here, aka Captain DeFi from the Oz DeFi Association and Not Centralized. We're here for another community episode. This time we've got an artist in town, Danielle Weber. How are you? Good. Happy Monday. Good. How are you? Oh my gosh. Happy Monday. Um, indeed. Uh, why not kick off things with the best part of the week, yeah? And then, you know, we'll roll into NFT fest and all that. Yeah, I know. Huge, huge, huge week ahead. It's going to be awesome. Um, but before we get started, why don't we take a massive step back? People might know you already, but for those that don't, can you tell us more about uh, Danielle's artwork and how you got into art and all that? What's the origin story for you? I love it. Uh, so I guess we'll take it back to two or three years old and started drawing at that age. We, we'll do a long story short because there's a lot of little things in between. Um, mm. Make up Danielle's artwork, but uh, nine years old, started painting with watercolour, then soon after that with acrylic. And then I had a decent break in my rebellious teenage years. I didn't paint much at all. Um, we won't go into what else I was doing, but yeah, that, that was that's fun. That makes you who you are. And then I think at about 17, 18, I started painting again and it's been a 12-year journey since then. So I'm 30, nearly 30, and it's just been a whirlwind of a roller coaster. Um, I studied full-time. I worked three jobs on the side to, to sort of, I guess, wow. keep keep my passion going, uh, you know. So it's been now my sole income for eight years, uh, but it's sort of been like very livable more so in the last two years so it did take 10 years to get to the stage where I was like oh okay I think I might be able to be all right on on this <laughs> living off this uh yeah so a, really a 12-year journey of consistent painting and all I did was just I locked myself in my studio for hours on end um and yeah there was a transition between like smaller scale and larger scale mm -hmm. in there so from canvases to uh large scale murals and that's just it's just forever learning um oh it, like I, I feel like it never changes like the, the web3 space it goes fast but then you know everything just there's always more to learn never you never arrive are you are you in the studio now i am this is my office so fantastic that's behind me i've just got christmas cards delivered with my artwork on it and i'm like yeah it's really exciting oh that's amazing well <laughs> yeah. we've seen some and we'll, we'll flash up on uh the screens here just you know, some shots from your Twitter, you know, showing you in the studio creating the artwork. It's, it's been amazing uh, to watch. And just, you know, the, there's so much people that, uh, there's so many people that are getting into the Web3 space from the art side of things. We hear about music, but also like the raw arts as well, like the stuff that you're doing. Like, how did the Web3 stuff start for you? Where was that connection made initially? Yeah, that's a great question. So, um, I remember like five years ago, my partner would talk to me about crypto and I'm literally like, I was literally like, it's going in one ear and out the other <laughs> all around my head. I'm like, this is, I, I used to bore me. I used to sit there and like yawn. I was like, I don't get this. I'm never going to get this. And then I started looking into crypto myself. So I okay. this was probably in 2017, it would have been 2016, 2017. Well. And um, still had no idea. But I, I mentioned that because if I hadn't have been I guess, invested in crypto, I probably would have turned a blind eye to, or it would have been in the too hard basket, the NFT side of things for a lot longer. But having seen the power of, you know, how fast the transactions were, I've had people pay me in crypto, um, having seen the power of, you know, investing, uh, especially as a female, I was like, okay, what, what's this about? 
And, yeah. um, and knowing also that there was a very male dominant space made me more intrigued to get into it as well. So I think I saw, you know, Beeple and a few other artists making some huge moves and seeing Beeple like produce every day. I was like, what a machine. Like that's, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, so it was at the start of 2021 that I started looking into it and yeah, I guess since then it's been a big, big, big rabbit hole that we've all gone down and um, obviously it's been a bit of a whirlwind this year, especially, you know, I've dropped three collections now, two in a good market and one in a um, challenging market. Interesting. So, uh, and, and I did that for a reason because I feel like we need to experience the lows and the highs to understand how to, to what works and what doesn't. And um, my attitude is if you're in it for the long haul, then drop something in the, in the to, to prove, prove, yeah, prove it and drop something in a bear market. So yeah, it's been crazy. Um, really excited to see what happens in the next sort of five, 10 years with it. How's that journey uh, been for you so far? I mean, it sounds like you're, you're learning by doing many people, like we've got our discord and Twitter and the, the folks that come to our meetups, but um, many people don't often get to learn by doing. And as you know, many people say, whether it is for investing or it is for building something, or creating artwork and NFTs, um, you, there's no better way to do it. But yeah, what's that learning experience been like? Where you just mentioned that you've, you know, you've dropped collections in a bull market versus a bear market. What what kind of things have you learned from that? What's the difference, first of all? Huge learning. I think. Um, I think I the learnings for me is that. A lot of the, I guess, the difficulties that you face in Web 2 are sort of reciprocal in Web 3 in a sense that, you know, when the markets are changing, when the economy is sort of taking a hit, you really double down and see like who your demographic is and how you can shift. So I think mm -hmm. that's what I've sort of applied to this space too, but it has been more challenging, if that makes sense. Yeah. So I think the biggest thing is just learning like patience with the market um, mm -hmm. and also just like tough, tough learnings of, you know, okay, I didn't, um, I didn't convert anything to USDC before the market dropped. So you know, uh, aspect, okay, yep. huge learnings. And I think like the same thing in business, it's like, well, we wouldn't give up on our business that easily. So um, if you if, believe, yeah, if you believe in it. So I think that's, the biggest thing is just to push forward and it's like, okay, well, what else can we do that like we can control? And that's like educate on board. Um, and so I've just been focusing on other things as much as sometimes, and I think everyone would agree, you feel mm. like you're just working and giving and giving and giving to this space. And sometimes you don't know what the outcome is. Yeah. That's quite a beautiful, um, like, I guess, part of it. Cause you're like, what if, what if it doesn't go anywhere? But yeah. we have to play that game in business. So. Um, Absolutely why would it be any different in the web three space? So. It's the same all over, depending on whatever your profession um, yeah. is, your skills and expertise that you bring into the space. And that's the thing people don't realize that anything that you're doing, you can bring that into this space. There will yeah. be room for you if you're in marketing or operations or sales or you're building stuff, there are ways to get into this space. So people, you know, need to, need to take a look. And certainly um, it's really interesting that you've seen the business side of yeah. things that, um, you, you have to adjust and if you've got that belief if you're in it for the right reasons then this space should reward you but even if look it's it's a game of luck sometimes you could be the right person it's just the wrong time yeah. um, and if it is the wrong timing you've at least given something to the space rather than being 
uh, extractive, which is a very Web2, not all Web2, but many in Web2 are more extractive and selfish rather than selfless. And I feel like yes. a lot of us are selfless yes. in, in Web3. Yeah. So it's interesting. So hopefully we do, Good you know, point. get the rewards from that. But uh, given that, um, you know, you're an artist in the space um, and you mentioned before being able to get paid uh, in crypto and, and, you know, getting transferred much more easily. What are some of the other things that you're seeing that Web3 is really helping for artists? Because it's it's very different from someone like me telling an artist like, oh, well, you know, you should get into this space because of blah, blah, blah. You're experiencing it. What yeah. is that like? What are you kind of seeing that's different for you? Yeah, so as I mentioned before, definitely the um, transaction point of view and how quick that is. Mm-hmm. Um, I laugh about it because when I did a job for the Yankees, they sent a check in the mail and it took like <laughs> a month to get there. What so, the- like, you, you work with some of the biggest corporations and, yeah, you've got so many advancements in tech that we don't take advantage of. So apart from mm. that, I think um, the freedom that artists have now seen to be able to put out their own collections and their own work and create their instead of you know ticking off briefs which is what I've done for many years mm. they're putting out their own collections and building a community based on that like people are there because they want to be there and they love their work not because they saw it somewhere else or felt like it was a trend if that mm-hmm. makes sense so um as lot you know I'm talking about like a lot of the one-on-one artists and the um I guess more niche as, as such so that's huge in itself and then you know that I think I know there's a lot of talk about royalties but and whether or not Royalties should be a thing, I think, for the one-on-one artists and for, you know, some of the smaller projects. I think mm. it's a lifeline for artists and it enables them to be able to keep putting back into their projects and keep creating and giving them that, you know, I haven't seen the benefits of royalties yet because I've... Um, I don't think anything, any of mine have gone secondary yet. Oh, so right. Okay. Yet, a lot of everyone's held, which is interesting. But in saying that, I think knowing that the power that that may have in the future um, mm-hmm. is what a lot of people, I guess, should be looking towards. Maybe not now, but 10, 15 years time where you're a little bit older and you want to like cruise in your studio and you have, you know, some passive, you say passive income, um, you know, Absolutely. I, I could say, oh, prints and things like that. But at the end of the day, like you still have to work hard for that. And you, there's still a lot of background work. So I think royalties are huge and really do give a lifeline for artists. Um, there's so many benefits. Mm. Yeah, we could, I think they're probably three of the main ones for me. Okay, no, fan, fantastic. And I mean, we could go into the whole kind of iceberg of things, uh, maybe another time, but people kind of see the surface level, they see the results, they see the output, they don't see all the hard work that goes on behind the scenes. Yeah. Um, the blood, sweat and tears per se. And sometimes for some people that is literally blood, sweat and tears. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> doing the work. Um, but, you know, given that there are these uh, benefits there and, you know, th- a lot of what's happened, I mean, we're, we're talking right now in the wake of FTX and the whole kind of drama that it's put in terms of people being able to trust the credibility of this space. But what hasn't changed, because that was a people problem, FTX yeah. with people, processes, bad yeah. procedures, but what's stayed the same is the blockchain technology that enables these payment rails, this persistent 24-7, being able to get paid, automation of payments, um, transfer, value transfer is much more easier. uh, And people just being able to have um, better security around things. And given that we're still uh, having this space that is moving forward and it's like the early days of the internet and we've seen what that's kind of turned into, 
given that crystal ball kind of thing and obviously not financial advice, maybe it is artist advice because I don't think you guys are governed by necessarily like, you know, ASIC uh, or anything like that uh, on that. Yeah, I don't know. We're governed differently apparently. Yeah. So. <laughs> Which is good. Um, but do, where do you see the space heading for other um, artists in the space already or people thinking about coming into this? Where do you see Web3 heading for artists? Yeah, I think... Um, I see if I, so crystal ball, I see a lot of more artists banding together and building the communities as artists as well. Like I know we're all building our separate communities, but I think what I've noticed is that it is quite a lonely journey and there's, there's also mm. so many great artists out there and we don't talk to each other about the challenges that we face. So I think what this space has done is like, okay, we're not in competition. Like we're all our own unique person. Like let's band together and, you know, have a rant about how hard it is and how much, how, how many blood, sweat and tears are, are shed to get to where you are. So I think Crystal Ball, I see that. Um, and then collectively, I think that in itself um, links really well with education. So I mm. do believe, that, like, whether that's me, but I think there needs to be a few huge advocates for, you know, being like, hey, I've done it. This is what you do. This is what you do wrong. This is what I did wrong. Um, and then there being like, you know, amazing platforms, step-by-step -step platforms for, um, to onboard artists. And I guess in turn, that will onboard investors and collectors as well. Um, I think there's a lot of, as anything's new, there's a lot of crap out there and there needs yeah. to be a big <laughs> um, culling of a lot of stuff. And I think yeah. what we'll see in the next five, 10 years is um, we'll see a lot more projects come together with purpose and with more of a ripple effect um you know I think some projects are doing that really well but I'm more talking like I want to you know if, if I do see PFP or you know mm -hmm. pop up, I, you know let's try implement them into schools like let's try on board yeah. kids there's gaming and things like that and I think you know we can tap into bullying and things like that and I think I think a lot a lot more in-depth in depth, um, you know, oh, that character is that because you know he was bullied at that age, and like you can, you know, I just I have like big visions for kids, and I guess that's where um, things start. Like we need to onboard the younger generation. So absolutely, um, like and, I've not yeah. seen enough of that. I've not seen, um, and maybe there are ones out there that are trying to teach it at schools. I mean, you see at universities people doing stuff, but you know, think yes. beyond that. Where's that next wave of folks coming in, and it's going to be just as you said it's going to be the, the kids the ones that um aren't seeing this just yet but they they should be and there's so many ways that you could apply this like that would be really cool this is just technology it's digital technology that can help transform um how people perceive and go through the usual uh suspect of things that you have as a kid whether it is bullying or growing up and going through all the emotions yeah. as a teenager the wave of things that you go through there um that would be really cool. So are you doing something in that space already around that education area? So in terms of education, I've been building an online platform. It feels like 10 years. I think it's only been a year and a half, but um, <laughs> I'm just laughing next to me. Um, we, we've been building a platform. I think the challenge that I face with it is because things move so fast. I'm mm -hmm. like, oh, we can't do that. We've got to change this. And like, as I'm building it, it's changing. And it's like, yep. when is ever going to be the right time to you know, I've learned something like I've been doing that and that's been wrong for 10 years. So let's take that out. Um, so, cause I'm learning as I'm going, you know, that imposter syndrome kicks in, but that platform, which will be accessible to um, all of my NFT holders mm. 
will it's basically like I didn't have anyone to look up to or anywhere to go I've just learned things as I've gone along mm-hmm. um and this platform is like for the business of art and it's just like I'm trying to change the narrative for creatives and we have incorporated a, a package that will take artists through on where to start in the web3 space and with nfts and things like that too so yeah to be a pretty big course like it's a four pack four part package of a course um and I think we just need more of that so yeah so that's that's what I'm talking about in education in terms of like the kids aspect um I would love to get into like kids books and things like that and then develop a, a collection around that uh so I don't know how that looks we have some characters in mind and how we want to look like how it wants to, uh, how I want it to look, but how that gets implemented, um, you know, still working on. It'd be really interesting if there's like some way, because this space is so much about community. And I mean, this is, you know, the getting to know people in the community show, but I don't know, like, and um, it could be something just as an idea where you build it in front of the community, with the community, (laughs) where there's these ideas that come from the parents of, you know, NFT holder parents that, they talk to their kids about this. They're showing their kids about this. Imagine the ripple effect that you could have by creating yeah. something like that. That is this world's first, I don't know, or maybe it's not a world's first, but still like this yeah. NFT type <laughs> book and series where it is written by the community for the community. I don't know about what, but you know, yeah. that, that'd be really interesting. You could do that that's kind of really thing cool. here. Yeah, that's really cool. I think that, yeah, it's funny you say that because I've seen a lot of parents have spoken to me and they're like, oh, my nine-year-old daughter like designed all these NFTs. Like, like, how is that even? And I think that's like, that's the key message there is that we need to be tapping. Those kids need to be tapping into that side of their brain at that age. We don't want any, you know, talent or like spark lost because, you know, they, they was spending their time studying something that they, you know, perhaps didn't fulfill them. So I think giving them those opportunities. And as you said, like it could be something like that. Um, Yeah, that's really cool. It's crazy. Like what you would, you know, what I was, I'm not an artist at all, but like what I was like potentially like drawing. I mean, if I had the talent, what I was drawing as a kid, knowing that if that was like good, you could lead it into a career because it ties in the tech and you're learning about it at that early age is fantastic. That would be absolutely amazing to see. So we're definitely going to watch this space. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I got lots of so many ideas, not enough hours in a day. So love it. Yeah, I know that's a problem that I face too. It's like 24 hours is seriously not enough. Um, yeah. but no, uh, training myself maybe to sleep less. I don't know, maybe that's not good. It's harder to do. Oh, it seriously does, seriously. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely right. And uh, you know, a life begins at 30, I hear. Um, and I just turned Apparently. 40, so I hear life begins at 40. No, well, you so, didn't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, you didn't. Drinking from the fountain of youth. Um, you know, I do not believe This you. is all Web3. This- <laughs> no way. What the hell? Yeah. I yeah. literally would have said like mid-20s. Oh, thank you so much. It's That's the fountain true. of Web3. Let's call it that. <laughs> <laughs> So apart from getting people, went through. So I don't know what you've been drinking. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't. It's, it, there's definitely all the um after uh, after party drinks at the various meetups and conferences. I don't know if that helps or um takes uh, away from. But you know, just uh, apart from the uh, fountain of Web three, what are other things that you would want to see kind of improved? Uh, in this space and you kind of alluded to some of them with the education um, and getting rid of some of the crap 
that's out there. Yeah. But yeah, what, is there anything else that you'd want to improve in the space if you could just do anything? Mm. It's hard. I think we all know like the, the on the, the bigger scale, we all know there's like a lot that needs to be done with regulation. And I guess that's probably yeah. why it can't stem as far deep as kids because it is like it can be quite a misleading and dangerous space with all the scamming and everything so I get that um I think people need to be held more accountable for their actions like and this is like I I don't Mm. like I'm generally have quite a positive um view on everything but I think in business in web two when you say things uh, like you do them um And I think in Web3, there's a lot of fluff still going around and people aren't being held accountable for that because it's new. But I think in business, like if you if things don't work or if you say things and you don't do them, like it's generally more repercussions. Whereas at the moment, I think a lot of things are got to, you know, being swept under the rug. So I think that's something that needs to be worked on. But um, That's pretty good. Yeah. Um, and, and it's interesting because like we could, I'm not saying that all things need to be on chain, but there are these tools that are that make things immutable um that people can't go back and say oh no i didn't say that or like i didn't agree to that we can use the tools that we've got in some way shape or form but it does sometimes feel like a double-edged sword like great you put stuff on chain but yeah in a negative way it's like well crap that's stuck on chain and we can't get that so there's there's a bit of a trade-off there but it's i like the the fact that you mentioned accountability because um you know, even if there aren't these rules and regulations yet, there are existing rules and regulations around treatment of financial products and securities. And many people are trying to do things thinking that they're not going to be affected by it, but they are. And we're seeing that now with ASIC chasing down people here in Australia, the SEC overseas. So people do need to act just because it's a wild west doesn't mean no accountability. So, no, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Sp- speaking of the West, um, you you recently travelled to the US for a unveiling of some artwork that you did uh, for The Rock and the Black Adam um, premiere. And yeah. I had no idea. I just saw it all of a sudden on Twitter. I'm like, what the heck? I'm about to watch that movie. What are you doing there? And not surprised because your artwork's amazing. But how did that happen? Um no excuse for like bad bad response times on twitter but like yeah it's been a bit of a whirlwind i think it's taken me like a week to get back to you every time so i appreciate your patience all good Um, all good yeah no it look he asked me to do a piece at the start of this year and um we the movie got pushed back and we left it till the last minute standard so i had six days to this piece and basically i thought i was just going to drop it off and do a u-turn and good to go but he yeah. had plans and he wanted me to present it to him um at the global premiere in Times Square Epic. At, in New York City and um yeah so it was like he walked in on the on the black carpet and did his little intro and then my reveal was next up so it was pretty much first off the bat you know for his entrance on that I, and I didn't realize it was a black carpet black carpet <laughs> a red suit so classic oh. classic style right there yeah so look I think um there's a greater message in that which I said you know I I was able to say a few words on the carpet and I think you know a lot of people don't or underestimate 
what I went through to get there and how hard it is. And, you know, I was saying people were like, are you going on your own? I'm like, yeah, yeah. I rolled up to Times Square on my own. Like I didn't know anyone there. I, you know, like it's, and the, the amount of output that something like that takes, but the greater message is that anything's possible. Um, you don't need to be the best artist. You don't need to be, it doesn't matter who you are. I think if you, you know, what you put out in the universe is what comes back. I had a laugh to him about it because I just said how does yeah. this happen to me <laughs> um it's quite amusing but no he obviously has um holds me and, and trusts me because you know that was huge to be able to like he didn't see the artwork before I presented it to him oh so, wow I didn't know <laughs> he had no idea what I had done to him <laughs> so a lot of trust in I guess that moment um and it, it, he you know I had a conversation with him a couple of days before we revealed that and mm -hmm. he just said it was his biggest accomplishment to date he'd been working on it for 15 years so to be able to trust me with something like that is huge that is crazy and uh, we'll definitely have to link to the the um you know all the details that you had uh from that and uh you know we saw obviously like in other parts of the news the unveiling and stuff as well as like what you posted but yeah that was just there was definitely something that you definitely put Aussie artists on the map with that one. So I think you should be very proud of yourself for that. Thank you. Appreciate it. Um, and, you know, just given that, uh, you know, people will want to get in touch with you and learn more about it. If, if you're attending NFT Fest, folks, or sorry, you will have attended because we're filming this <laughs> during the week of and it takes a bit more time to put together. So you'll be seeing this in the past. Um, but anyway, uh, given that, you know, we are heading to NFT Fest and, you know, people will want to, no doubt talk to you there um you're up on stage for that aren't you like you, yeah, you got yeah. yep okay um we'll put links in the show notes about where people can reach out and all that kind of stuff but just while we're here on video um what are the main ways for people to get in touch whether they're inspired they want to commission you to do pieces um or just have a chat where where do people usually reach out to you um, oh, okay. We're spread across. So my biggest one is Instagram. I guess I'm pretty good on DMs there, but, um, Twitter, of course, LinkedIn, uh, I've got a discord community too. If you want to jump in there, um, Facebook, I have personal Instagram too. <laughs> there's, there's multiple, there's TikTok. I don't really reply to DMs there though. Um, but yeah, tw Twitter, LinkedIn, discord, Instagram, probably the main ones. We'll make sure that we list all of them down and no problem at all because we are spread out across everything as well. Do you find yourself that um, some of the channels you're just not on as much or you don't post to as much or is it pretty evenly spread for you guys? Uh, I'm not on Facebook very much. Like okay. Alessandra looks after Facebook and LinkedIn. Yep. Um, Twitter, I just find it hard to keep across my DMs there. But yeah, um, and I, yeah like I... I I try to like check everything, but I definitely don't sit there and scroll. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. You're, you're, you're too busy building and creating. Yeah. So yeah, no, I wish, sometimes I'll, I'll do a good, like Twitter scroll um, and LinkedIn, but um, yeah. So okay. Yeah. Well, look, fa fantastic. There's, there's a whole heap of links here for people to reach out to. So we'll list them below, but Danielle, thank you so much for your time. That was, um, I learned something definitely with all of this and looking forward to uh, seeing you in person. Yes. Meet up, um, but also, you know, just um, watching your journey as it goes along. So thank, thank you again. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Cheers.